Welcome back to the Insightful Thinkers Podcast. It is difficult to determine how another species perceives the world, since we see the world in our own specific way as humans. Though we may never fully understand how other species see the world, we can gain insights from scientific research. So that's what we're talking about today, and we're going to be talking about the scientific research on dolphin perception uh, and what we know about how how they uh, they perceive things. How do they see the world? Um, let's let's use uh, we're using one source today, uh, Kremers and colleagues, sensory perception. Uh, uh, and you can you can look at that source in in the description. So, a lot of people when they first think about and and me when I first uh, was going into this episode, I thought all I would find was was stuff on echolocation. And much of the research is uh, dedicated to uh, to dolphin hearing or, or dolphin audition and how they use echolocation and and that's the main sensory system over the past fifty years that's been researched some dolphins are known to detect their prey by using the sounds of prey to locate them but because they use these sounds and then and sounds are so critical to dolphins and then they're so sharp with their uh, sense of audition this means that dolphins can be disturbed by human generated noises from military sonar sonars boat noises and drilling after loud noise exposure, dolphins often show temporary or permanent noise reduction uh, or, or, or noise-induced hearing loss. So these things can affect their hearing. What, what behavioral data do we have on audition? So this is what a lot of research has focused on. It's focused on mainly how dolphins echolocate and how they communicate. So let's start with echolocation. What is echolocation? Well, it's when dolphins emit short sound pulses, like little clicks is what they emit. And then they listen for the returning echoes, just like a bat does it. This gives them an auditory representation of their surroundings. And this allows them to navigate and forage for food. So by using these, sending these clicks and listening for the echoes back to them, they form almost a picture in their heads of, of what they're looking for. Dolphins are able to, it's really incredible what they're able to do. They can hear and process echoes that are coming back to them, adjust their hearing, and also send out clicks all at the exact same time. So it's a totally different mode of perception that, than what we're used to as humans. We can't really even imagine what that's like. And, and it really is incredible. Echolocation is so effective in bottlenose dolphins that they can detect an object eight centimeters long while being over a hundred meters away, just simply through the use of echolocation. Imagine being underwater and being able to fully perceive an object that you can't even see with your own eyes from over a hundred meters away. So somehow or another through through the use of echolocation these dolphins can perceive the tiniest of objects from a hundred meters away it's just it's totally mind-boggling they can even tell the difference between two objects at a at hundred meters away just based on the shapes of the echoes that each object gives off so they can discriminate one object compared to another just using echolocation because they give off different echoes uh, 
Audition really helps dolphins in communication too, not just in, in discriminating different objects and finding prey. In a habitat where vision is not always possible, like underwater in these murky marine environments, sound signals provide a really good communication channel, even over very long distances. So dolphins take advantage of this. Dolphins use whistles and pulsed click sounds to communicate. Bottlenose dolphins can discriminate sounds that differ in frequency by only 0.2 to 0.8%, and they can detect whistles up to 20 kilometers away. Traveling underwater, they can detect these things. Dolphins even seem to be capable of remembering the signature whistles of other individuals for more than 20 years, so they have a memory of what that specific dolphin's whistle sounded like. And, and they can carry that with them for, for two decades at least. So what do the researchers uh, think about, uh, about studies on, on dolphin audition? What are their perspectives? Well, they point out that although there, is a mul there are a multitude of studies concerning uh, vocal communication of dolphins and, and in audition, many questions remain unsolved. So what, why do they remain unsolved? Well, there are a lot of challenges to, to research on dolphin perception. One issue is that free-ranging animals like dolphins are not always the easiest to detect and then to subsequently follow. It's further, it's difficult to determine which dolphins are vocalizing because dolphins don't even open their mouths to vocalize. They produce no visible correlate of vocalization. So the researchers don't really know which dolphin to look at, which dolphin to record from, which one is making noise, who to follow, how are we going to follow it. Approaches to detecting dolphin vocalization are also very expensive and they run the risk of disturbing the animals because the device is secured to their body. So maybe if you secure this device to the dolphin's body, they, they won't send out the same types of vocalizations or they'll be very disturbed. Imagine if, if uh, another species was studying you as a human and strapped a big device to your body, you're going to behave in a totally different way. So. It's, it's difficult to quantify a dolphin's natural behavior with these uh, things strapped onto their bodies. And even when they do strap these things up and they do use these approaches, they're only able to tag a couple individuals. This doesn't allow them to get data on the true social nature of vocalizations because only a couple are being recorded. So they can't really figure out how these dolphins are communicating in their social groups, which, which they are in because they're only strapping these devices up to a couple individuals. So it's really hard for them to gain insight on, on, on these different vocalizations. Well, what about vision? Vision's another sense. Um, we, the, the technical definition is the ability to detect variations in the intensity and the wavelength of light. When light passes through water, it's absorbed, refracted, and then scattered depending on the wavelength of light and what material is in the water. In general, light decreases as you go deeper. So you, at first glance, it may seem that dolphins don't really use vision too much, but there is some anatomical data on vision and, and their eyes are designed to uh, give them actually pretty good eyesight. So dolphins' eyes are located laterally, and this allows for panoramic vision. Each eye also can be moved independently from one another. Several anatomical studies inside the eyes 
uh, not, not studies, excuse me, several structures inside the eyes protect them from damage. They have a, a really thick cornea, and this allows them to resist uh, very strong uh, pressure that's exerted from the water. There's also glands around the eyes that secrete uh, certain fluids that protects the eyes from the uh, the high salinity, the high salt content in the marine water that they inhabit. Now, this is kind of how the anatomy helps the dolphin's eyes. What about uh, studies on the behavior of dolphins showing that they do display vision? Well, on two-dimensional pattern matching tasks, so when the dolphin has to determine if the patterns uh, between two objects are alike or not, they actually perform similarly to chimpanzees and humans. So this kind of this shows that they're using vision because they're using a two-dimensional pattern. And this by using a two-dimensional pattern, it forces them to use their vision because they're not able to use their echolocation that only works with these works well for these 3D objects and they can determine the shape. So by using these 2D uh, patterns, it shows the dolphins are using their vision to distinguish between the patterns just about as well as chimps and humans. Dolphins use this, this good sense of sight in a variety of contexts, from social interactions to prey capture to short-range communication. Dolphins, in this kind of short-range communication, they use these visual displays where they vary their posture to communicate with one another. So this is how they're kind of using their vision to look at other dolphins' uh, displays and postures. So one shape dolphins contort into is, is the S posture. This is where the dolphin's body is bent into an S shape with the head pointing down. This is associated with more aggressive behaviors, uh, sexual interactions, and disciplinary behavior towards juveniles. Vision also mediates non-aggressive interactions too. It's not all aggressive uh, interactions. Affiliation between individuals is expressed by proximity and synchronous movements. There is some evidence that dolphins use pointing gestures and that complex behaviors like foraging are taught by imitation. And it of course requires pretty good vision to be able to imitate visible behavior. So dolphins point at different things and uh, the little dolphins imitate the adults. And so there is, they are using their vision for certain things. Dolphins also use vision for the inspection of their surroundings in water and in air as well. They do something that's uh, called spy hopping. This is where they surface vertically and lift their head out of the water. This behavior allows the dolphins to inspect all sorts of objects that are above the water. What an interesting thing is that the familiarity of the object actually influences their behavior. So dolphins use the left eye when they're looking at familiar objects and they use the right eye when they're looking at unfamiliar objects. Their gaze also lasts longer when viewing unfamiliar humans compared to when they view familiar ones. Uh, so they, they, they do really have a fine-tuned vision system with their ability to even move uh, both their eyes at, at different times and they... Uh, if it's a familiar object, they look at it one way. If it's unfamiliar, they look at it another way. So they really have a, a fine-tuned visual system. What do the researchers say about how, uh, how they use their vision and, and what other studies need to be done? Well, color vision is one topic that 
really requires future research, according to the researchers. Dolphins are thought to lack dichromatic vision that's typical of many terrestrial animals. So they may therefore be colorblind. Dichromatic vision is only two types of receptors uh, are used to perceive color as opposed to R3. So they don't see the world in quite as much detail, it seems. But the debate on color vision in dolphins is still ongoing because some studies show that dolphins do have different sensitivities for certain colors. They might not be colorblind. For instance, research supporting the fact that dolphins have color vision points to the fact that the normally white part of the bottlenose dolphin belly sometimes becomes pink in periods of high sexual activity. This may be used by dolphins as a reproductive cue, so they may be using this color to to change their behavior so clearly they they must not be colorblind if this pink color is signifying something to them but it remains unknown however to what extent males even react to a female whose abdomen would be colored pink uh, so it, it may be the case even that that dolphins have dichromatic vision at least some of the time but overall the debate of dolphin color vision is is really a question worth uh future research according to the researchers. What about somatosensory perception? Somatosensory systems comprise the perception of touch, pain, temperature, and body position. It's really important for an air-breathing animal that lives in an underwater habitat to know its body positioning because it has to be able to orient itself toward the surface even if it if no specific visual cues are available, what if the water is really murky? What if it's dark? They need to really have good uh, perception of touch and, and body position. The dolphin has to be able to feel whether its blowhole is above the water so that it can breathe. So what is the data that we have on on how the anatomy of the dolphin helps its somatosensory perception. Well, there are a large number of receptors actually near the dolphin blowhole, and this allows it to perceive pressure changes that occur when the dolphin breaks through the water's surface. Dolphins need to know when they break the surface, of course, in order to ensure that the blowhole is open for respiration only after they surface. If they didn't have good somatosensory perception, uh, they might open the blowhole too early, they might still be under the water and, and they won't be able to breathe. So it does seem like they, uh, or, or we know for a fact that dolphins have great somatosensory perception along with their other senses. What about behavioral data on this? We, we've shown how the anatomy of the blowhole is fine-tuned to, to be very sensitive. Uh, what about their behaviors shows that they have sensory uh, somatosensory perception. Well, dolphins sometimes rub their bodies on surfaces like pebbles, sand, or rocky edges, and this may play a role in pleasure, hygiene, or even may just mean the dolphins are playing. But even still, it shows that the dolphins have some kind of uh, sensory perception on their bodies because they're rubbing it against all sorts of surfaces. Contacts between dolphins can be observed during aggressive interactions like biting, but are also common in affiliative contexts as well. So affiliation between individuals is expressed by proximity and physical contact. So swimming together, stroking one another with their fins, or rubbing against one another. 
the uh, flipper rubbing might contribute as well to restoring friendly relationships between former opponents, or it may even help with reducing conflicts. <laughs> they they rub uh, flippers with one another, and then the, the beef is done. They, they no longer uh, have uh, a fraught relationship. They, they restore friendly friendly relationships by uh, by flipper rubbing it seems flipper rubbing may be the dolphin equivalent then of, of grooming um, so dolphins do use their somatory senses for, for quite a few things now a couple more types of senses here just uh, a few more so uh, one of them is uh, electroreception electroreception is the ability to detect an electric field can dolphins, do dolphins have electroreception? Let's see. So first of all, let's talk about what electroreception is. So electric fields are generated by things like muscle movements. The water is an ideal medium for conducting electrical currents. So species living in the sea can really benefit from electroreception. Sharks, for instance, have, have a great uh, sense of electroreception. There are two types of electroreception. In active electroreception, the animal itself generates an electric field and then senses the distortion uh, around it due to other objects. Another one that's hard to even imagine. I, I don't really understand <laughs> like what, what is the subjective perception when other animals or other objects are disturbing your electric field. Who knows exactly what they're... Uh, what their subjective perception of this is. But the other type of electroreception is passive electroreception. And this is when the animal perceives electric fields that are generated by other objects themselves. So what is the data, if any, on dolphin electroreception? So far, there's only one study actually on, ele well, matter of fact, let me make sure this study was in 2016, and they noted that there was only one study. There may be more. It's been five years. So, uh, but uh, as of 2016, there was only one study that analyzed uh, the behavioral response of, of dolphins toward electrical stimuli, and it was only in one species of dolphin, the Guyana dolphin. But the results were pretty promising. The dolphin was found to be sensitive to, to even very weak electric currents, such as those emitted by the muscles of prey that were buried under layers of dirt. Further investigation is needed, though, in other dolphin species to determine their capacity for electroreception. Bottlenose dolphins, for example, have similar receptors to Guyana dolphins, but their involvement in electroreception has not even been assessed yet. So a lot more research is needed to confirm uh, dolphin electroreception. Now, what about magnetoreception? Magnetoreception is the ability to perceive a magnetic field. This is as opposed to the electroreception when they're perceiving an electric field. So how does... How does uh, magnetoreception work. Because of the iron in the Earth's core, the Earth produces a magnetic, a magnetic field that dolphins may be able to use for directional information. What is the data? What is the behavioral data on magnetoreception? There are few studies, really, that test magnetoreception in dolphins, so it remains unclear whether dolphins use magnetoreception. 
Indeed, no magnetoreceptors have even been identified in dolphins. So we're not sure about magnetoreception. What about the last one, which is chemoreception, which is the ability to respond to chemical stimuli. So taste and smell are forms of chemoreception. Chemoreception has drawn very little also scientific attention in marine animals. It's no surprise then that its status in dolphins also remains mostly unknown. So first of all, you have olfaction, I said smell and taste. So olfaction, the sense of smell, or technically the ability to detect airborne compounds. In terrestrial animals, uh, the way olfaction works is odorant molecules get into the mucus of the nasal cavity. And it's there where they activate olfactory receptors that then transmit uh, impulses to the brain. Olfaction can still be functional in aquatic environments, though, because many fish actually use olfaction. But what about dolphins? So what, let's look at the anatomy of the dolphin to try to find answers. Well, the nasal cavity of dolphins is really not considered to be involved in olfaction because it's actually used for parts of their echolocation system. So also receptor genes for smells are very limited in dolphins. Bottlenose dolphins, for instance, possess only a few types of olfactory receptor genes. So not too much evidence yet for olfaction in dolphins because a lot of those structures that are usually used for smell are used for their echolocation. What about gustation or taste or technically the ability to detect ingested compounds? So let's look at the anatomy first. So the dolphins, no taste buds have been found in dolphins. However, the number and age of individuals that was investigated uh, is often unknown and very limited uh, evidence exists on it. So these findings remain unconvincing. There haven't been a lot of studies. Several authors have suggested that dolphins may exhibit a taste sensation. The authors that, that support... Uh, the presence of gustation in dolphins point to the behavioral data on gustation. The anatomical data doesn't show that they have any taste buds. Uh, but when you look at the behavioral data, behavioral studies have shown that bottlenose dolphins can perceive some sour and bitter tastes nearly as well as humans and can also detect salty tastes. Studies that test the perception of sweet stimuli, however, are contradictory. But it does seem like they can somehow distinguish different tastes, even though taste buds haven't been found. So maybe they're using somehow they're using their other senses or somehow they just know what this tastes like, even though they can't really taste, but they can just distinguish it. Nobody really knows exactly how they're able to distinguish these different tastes without taste buds having been found. So what are the perspectives from the researchers on chemoreception in dolphins? Well, although it is widely accepted that dolphins use echolocation to locate prey, it may be possible that dolphins also use chemical cues to identify and assess the quality of the prey they're hunting. These questions, though, have not been investigated so extensively, and this again is probably due to technical issues and the availability and the the yeah the the availability of animals for testing so they can't access enough they can only strap up a couple individuals they it, it alters their behavior when they strap these big devices up so there are limitations to being 
being able to really assess the chemoreception in dolphins. And as we talked about at the start, most of the research has been done on echolocation as it does seem to be their main sense that they're using or, or for, I don't know all the exact reasons why echolocation is the main sense that's studied, but, but it is. And there's just very little uh, evidence on chemoreception in dolphins. So to close out, let's talk about what the researchers mentioned for future research and, and promising approaches to how to uh, research perception in dolphins. Well, as, as all of these uh, sections of, of this podcast have demonstrated, there is a huge amount of knowledge on sensory perception in dolphins. I mean, there are, even when there was just one study or whether there were just three for certain senses, all of these senses have different studies looking at them, even if they are limited. But as always in research, each finding raises new questions that are going to require more research. So one promising line of, of research that could be followed, according to these authors, is cross-modal perception. Cross-modal perception is, when, is the interaction between two or more sensory modalities at the same time. So, for instance, the ability to relate information received from one sense with information obtained from another. So connecting, when a dolphin connects their echolocation and their somatosensory perception or their vision and their echolocation. And there is a little bit of evidence that dolphins do use cross-modal perception. Probably the best studied example of cross-modal perception in dolphins concerns their ability to link auditory and visual cues. Dolphins are able to recognize objects visually that they previously inspected using echolocation and also vice versa. So they looked at, they used echolocation to first perceive the object and then they can identify it just using their vision, even though they, they used echolocation the first time or vice versa. Also, information about moving or stationary objects does seem to be perceived across those two senses together. So, so far though, Cross-modal perception in dolphins has only been looked into when it comes to the combination of vision and audition. So future research really should look at how the other senses come and play a role and, and, and all sync up to, uh, so to look at how the dolphins use cross-modal perception using these other senses too, not just vision and audition. So although intensively studied for decades, many facets of dolphin biology remain unknown. The majority of studies have really just addressed questions related to echolocation. Though echolocation is in itself an incredibly complex behavior, future research needs to examine the rest of the dolphin's diverse array of senses to prevent any future oversimplification of these beautiful creatures. They really are beautiful creatures after, uh, after seeing how they perceive things. I, I still have very little understanding of exactly what the subject, what it would subjectively feel like to be able to echolocate, to be able to perceive. That was the one that shocked me the most, to be able to perceive an object a hundred meters away without seeing it. Like, I, it's just so hard to imagine because humans are so reliant on sight or it's like almost like our dominant sense in, in some ways. And for a dolphin to be able to perceive something without seeing it 
and, and simply using echolocation, they can make out the shape of an object that's eight centimeters when they're a hundred meters away. That really is, uh, that really is beautiful and, uh, not unique to dolphins, but, uh, incredible just the same thank you everyone for listening to this episode on dolphin sensory perception if you if you liked it uh, the best thing you can do is to share it with someone you know so we can continue to grow a community through word of mouth we'll be back next week as always everyone in-depth analysis diverse set of topics take care everybody This podcast is a production of Insightful Thinkers Media.